calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Salutations, adventure fans! Kip Kelligan here, welcoming you back to the League of Ultimate Questing, bringing you all-day coverage of live heroes engaging in breathtaking trials, heart-pumping combat, and engrossing tests of the mind. And a happy spirits rest from all of us here at the LUQ. Up first, we'll be covering... <coughs> oh, right. Uh, with me in the booth is Ilithar White... <coughs> uh, with me in the booth is Arcane Savant and wizard extraordinaire Ilithar Whitemane. Thank you, Kim. The pleasure to be here once again, sharing this special time with all of you. Time of year when the pathways to the afterlife weave and tangle like the webs of an cap, pulling long forbidden ghosts from the shadows of the mortal realm and casting a light on the history that led us to where we are. Hazika, Velveteer, Toradoradorad. That's super duper, Ilithar. As I was saying, up first we'll be covering the active quest taken on by Hero Rank Team, the Mortal Dawn, tucked away in the sleepy burg of Thandon, discovering secrets in a dusty old mansion, and in a way, digging through the ashes of a fateful fire, searching for the reason for the season. It would appear these individuals have quaffed more than they can swallow, as it would seem the fate of this decrepit noble they protect has drawn forth some kind of spirit of pain and vengeance, like a moth to the flame. And speaking of flame, we're sure to see the Mortal Dawn spring to action with their usual trademark, Flame and Thunder Magic, followed by swift, tenacious combat. No, no, Kip. I reference a metaphorical fire, like a beacon, not the fire of sunlight divination. Yeah, I I got that, Ilithar. Just pushing around the brushes here on this color commentary. You know, spicing it up. That's kind of my job. Well, I suppose we can't all graduate top of our class from the Andesian Arcadium. Well, some of us just have a nice smile and a fast tongue. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, do what you love, you know, and then you never work a day in your life. That outlook is riddled with logical fallacies. We're getting off track here. We know what the fans are here for. Join us as we dive back into the Nauros estate to find out the fate of our beloved team. Mortal Dawn finds themselves in Nilros Manor, looking up the stairs at a grisly figure covered in chains, clawing his way down the stairs, erecting himself to a standing height of eight feet as the room is filled with a strange red light shining in through the stained glass window. His voice echoes and rattles throughout all of the wood. 
says, Nile Rose, you must atone for your sins. And as he speaks, the chains that were wrapped around the crates full of tenor rings begin to coil and rattle and slide along the floor like serpents. Towards the center of the room, the fire burns bright as Nalros falls back out of his tall back chair, panicking and grabbing his chest, struggling to breathe. Everybody get back. Christ, get back. Everybody get information. And the group begins to form up. Because I'm near the entrance, right? You're just coming in as you see this. And as you close the door, it seems to snap shut behind you. I can do things now, right? Yes, please react. I would I would love to actually run to Nile Rose and make a persuasion to calm him down and make him think that like this isn't real. This is you're having a nightmare. You need to wake up so that we can deal with the threat. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is my first thought. Hey, uh, just go over there to comfort him. I get that. Yeah. Um. So go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. Jeez, me and like hitting things. No. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to use a bit of luck. I rolled a four. So then I rolled a one. All right. All right. <laughs> so you run over to try to comfort him and you can see the terror and just like memories flashing before his eyes. He says, this, this is no illusion. This is real. This is happening. And he's like grabbing like the pillow off of the chair, like holding it near him, just like trying to find some sort of cover as the voice echoes out and says, you're good. Greed has taken the best of you, Nile Rose. Your solitary life is hurting those around you. And he points to the crates full of tenor rings and says, Look what you've taken from the people of this town. This night dark spirits tread the land. How will they be safe from their plight? <sighs> yeah, you really didn't mention that to us, you big jackass. It didn't seem relevant. He bought every single wreath. And try to sell them at a markup on the holiday. Oh, that's awful. That yeah, just really. makes you a bad person at that point. Yeah, you were almost relatable, and then you were just a dick. <laughs> and the chains seem to be slowly starting to, like, not tightly, but just loosely coil around your feet, as though he's just reaching out and touching each of you. They start sliding towards Nalros as well, and he panics and tries to slap them away. He says, we are in the spirit realm now. Look, he says, pointing out the window. And you see these dark shapes starting to drift down from the night sky and spread out over the streets. Who will protect the houses? <gasps> Is it us? Yes, let's go. <laughs> I guess we'll have to. I mean, that's not what we're getting paid for, but it seems like the right thing, right? I, yeah. I can argue with that. How does he atone for his sins? I ask the revenant thingy. There is no time. You must move quickly to get the wreaths to the homes before the spirits make their way in and take the souls of those lost. So now we're going to enter a skill challenge. The objective is to get the tenor rings onto as many houses as you can before the spirits make their way into those homes. And you are now in the spirit realm. It seems like your ability to move and interact with things is strange and ghostly. But the wreaths themselves seem to have a... You can, you can actually tangibly move them as they're connected to both realms. As Nalros cowers in the corner looking up at this huge cloaked chain figure. And uh, let's go ahead and roll that skill challenge initiative. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh, now I roll something good. I love the faces that Zach makes at you when you use your luck on things he thinks are frivolous. <laughs> Archim got a fat 20. How about Chris? 19. Well, that's very easy to put down. Artifacts? Also has a 20. 
which is going to mess up how easy your work because you're going to have to separate them. I believe our team has a higher dex. I'm pretty sure that he does. And Arvid? Eight. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, so starting the skill challenge, we have Artyom. You are still in Nilros Manor, and you see dark spirits flowing past the windows and out into the streets. I'm going to run out there, and I'm going to say a little prayer. Okay. Bren, with arms wreathed in flame, remind these spirits why they suffer. And then I'm going to call down the light of the moon and Mm -hmm. basically try to stall them in a moment of of anguish. Perfect. I love it. So let's see that religion check. Religion? A dunk. (laughs) (laughs) you should have made your prayer rhyme you would have rolled better (laughs) so you do in fact increase the light of the spirit moon but the light itself of this ghostly blue moon seems to strengthen these astral spirits guiding their path you realize they're drawing strength from this strange ghostly celestial body which brings us to Haruthax. Haruthax is going to walk out of the house. I'm going to cast Toll the Dead, and Haruthax is going to try and draw their attention to me rather than the other members of the town. Sure. I like Can that. I do Arcana? Or yeah, Arcana or one of your charisma skills. One of my charisma skills. And persuasion? Yeah. I'm not actually trained in any charisma skills, but I'll try persuasion. Okay. You're using your magic to persuade the ghosts to come to you. It's yeah. almost like a taunt. Yeah, sure. We'll do that. Sure. All right, let's give it a roll. Uh, 15. 15 is enough. Um, So you do, in fact, have a good understanding of the spirit realm in the afterlife through all your studies and magical training. And you echo out with this horrible, ghostly, almost church-like bell. And you see several of these dark eyes. And as they turn to you, you see the faces of just like normal people attached to these long flowing shadows. But they're distorted in this anguish and grimace. And several of them begin to kind of pool together and surge towards you. That makes it Chris's turn. So Chris will shout out to Arvid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come with me. Come on. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So we'll like get as many things as we can in preparation to thunderstep away. All right. And I'm, I'm picturing just like loading up Arvid's arms with these wreaths, like hanging them off the horn. <laughs> <and> just like <laughs> getting a huge armload of them. Or and shoe throwing them. I'm so festive. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, of course, on board with this. Mm-hmm. All right, so you put your hand on Arvid's chest loaded down with the wreaths, and then pff, there's an explosion knocking over some nearby chairs and a bookshelf as you disappear out into the street. And that will be an Arcana roll. Absolutely. So let's let it be good. That is a 20 total. Ooh, awesome. Very good. So you land in a very good central position in a major thoroughfare of the town. There are lots of residential buildings well within line of sight, and you see slowly dark shadows kind of creeping along the surface of the snow towards them. Which brings us to Arvid. Arvid is going to attempt to cast Long Strider to make him go faster. Awesome. And ask Chris to hold on while we go for a run, unless that's the second move. I no, this sounds good. And let's do this as a survival check. You're manifesting your nature magic to get you through this terrain. 20. On the die, too. Mm. On the die. Nice. Um, so. 25. So the magic washes over you and you can feel that even in the spirit realm, your speed has increased greatly. And with one hand, you pull Chris onto your back as you shift into the ram form and take off at an incredible speed. You riding covered in wreaths, holding them in your hands. They're like hanging off the big horns. Um, And you're just a blur of the snow moving past the dark shadows. And that is two successes for the group. Nice. Woo. Even with my enormous drag factor. (laughs) Uh, So at this point, uh, Artyom and Harothax remain in the front 
area of Nelros Manor. The moonlight is pouring down, which seems to strangely be strengthening these dark spirits, but some of those ones that are becoming stronger are now pooling towards Harothax. Krist and Arvid are making their way into the street at a very incredible speed, loaded down with the tenor rings. And that brings us to Artyom. Okay. Um, I'm just going to grab as many of those bad boys as I can, and I'm mm-hmm. going to start vaulting over... Uh, well, I'm going to vault over the, the gate, and I'm just going to try and use some acrobatics to get me from building to building to building. Sure, yeah. Um, using the skills that I developed uh, in the city, running on like rooftops and stuff. Certainly. All right, so let's see that sweet, sweet acrobatics skill. Can do. Uh, 16. 16 is great. You use some of the vines and wreaths that people have hung on the outside gate and lift yourself up onto it quickly. And running along the wall, you have access to some of the nearby houses very easily and uh, begin leaping from one tall wall to the nearest rooftop. And you can see pouring along the wall behind you some of the ones that are going to Harithok sort of stem off and begin to trail you in your wake, Um, which brings us to Harithox. All right. Um, As Harithox draws the spirits to them, they're going to start Spare the Dying, ritual mm-hmm. as a as a kind of basically like entrancing the spirits and trying to sort of banish them one at a time just send them away out of the spirit realm sure. and onto their afterlife all right great uh let's see an arcana check for this good that's what skill i was hoping to roll that's a 10 total so you tap into the magic that helps you to like pull things back to life and Something about the intense spiritual energy of this evening, you can tell, is beyond your pay grade of manipulation of the afterlife. Um, And you're still garnering their attention. They're now surrounding you in a kind of a dark, ghostly ring, staring in at you, waiting to consume whatever magic it is you're trying to throw at them. But the strength binding them to the material world is too strong for you to break. And that brings us to Chris. You are now atop the back of a fast-moving spirit goat. Ooh, okay. Would you say I am noticing what's going on with Harthax and the spirits kind of moving towards the house? You're aware that a bunch of the ones that were in the street where you are now have been kind of siphoned off, but there's still many. There's still so many. Okay. I don't know if it makes sense, but I was thinking about kind of reverberating, building up that booming voice and trying to persuade them to, you know, back off. <laughs> mm, you're more than welcome to attempt it. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Start to reverberate. Start getting really into it. And then roll. Let's say 14. 14 is enough. (laughs) So at the top of your lungs, amplified by your sorceress magic, you're just shouting these pleas for these spirits to leave these innocent people alone. You're putting so much of your appreciation of life and charisma into it. And you see some of them starting to the the grizzled, twisted, distorted grimace starts to like shift back to like a, a slight empathy washing over some of them, remembering what they were and where they came from. And you can see they slow down in their pursuit. Some of them just voraciously start moving towards doors, but others begin to slow down and start to fade away slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to Arvid. Yep. So I think this one will be uh, an athletics trick mm-hmm. for the sake of accurate getting to doorways. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you're literally like bounding through the snow yeah. from door to door as quickly as you can, dropping off these rings. Okay, and like ro- that's another twenty on the die. Twenty-five <laughs> Ooh, again. Oh shit! Jesus Very Christ! <laughs> Apparently, Ar- Arvid's favorite terrain is the spirit realm. Yeah. <laughs> killing it. Sam rolls a lot of natural 20s and skill challenges. Yeah. That's weird. You managed, with the help of Chris on your back, at 
an incredible speed to flinging them like off of your horns and just shaking and dropping them. They're like landing on hooks that are already in place, waiting for a <laughs> ring that they could not afford. Uh, they're like landing in windows. Some of them actually like land near some of the spirits that immediately get like dissipated when these things get close to them. From, and you're doing incredibly well. From this day forward, the legend included a goat that drew a sleigh. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the spectral goat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at this point, we are at a lot of successes. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and only one failure. So the group in all is doing very well. The spirits are starting to wane, but you can tell there's still a couple of houses that might still be at risk as the intense, voracious need to feed on the spirits of this realm are strong. Bringing us back to Artyom. I'm going to, hmm, hmm, I guess I'm going to use perception to spot the fact that they dissipate and I'm going to let everybody know that we can use the wreaths mm -hmm. themselves to just completely disperse them. You're going to, to weaponize these decorations? Exactly. <laughs> that's a 24. That is great. And at your high vantage point near on one of the uh, rooftops of a nearby building, you see that as they get near the rings, they just sort of turn into mist and you begin to like hurl some and shout to your allies, like landing near them and dissipa dissipating groups of them. Like you're dropping holy wreath bombs from the sky. <laughs> this fucking, this is supernatural ring toss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and somewhere the, the carny that is God is offering you a giant stuffed pig. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that is, in fact, enough successes for the group to successfully not so much hit it on all the doorsteps, but you've littered the street with these rings and managed to both magically and with great strength and speed dissuade the spirits from attacking the town this evening. Kind of just creating this horrible, holy, blighted, decorative thoroughfare of chaos. <laughs> we thoroughly decked these halls. Oh, yeah. We decked the shit out of them. <laughs> Uh, and with that, you see a bright light emitting from the doorway of Nauros Manor. I turn back to Nauros. I'm assuming he's there. As you as you come in, you see now uh, Jacoby Barley like towering over him in the corner and shouting down at him, saying, "You this evening will be visited by three spirits with three trials. <laughs> they will remind you of who you were, where you came from, and the path you took, which you should not have." This is Jacoby. I'm sorry. Please make these horrible visions go away. This is you are the only one who can change the fate of this night. Be strong, Nile Rose, and remember who you were. And with that, the chains on the floor all wrap around him in this kind of big metal flower petal enclosing, and they all fall to the ground dead, and he is gone. But the fire begins burning even brighter than it was before, and more red light is flooding through the stained glass window into the main hall. You could have helped, Rod. Hey, never again. Never again will I put my money into such strange beliefs and decorations. I'm not even religious. I just... I have to say, that doesn't really track. This is the first time you actually saw actual evidence that these things have purpose. Yes, that's true. But now, now I know, don't I? Lesson, lesson learned. Three spirits. What am I to do? Should we flee this place? Uh, have you ever tried to run from a spirit? No. It doesn't go well. They don't get very tired. By the gods. Um, what are we to do? Well, I guess we're supposed to wait. And things begin to get very warm here. You feel like you're maybe slowly starting to seep out of the spirit realm and back into the material world, but the fire remains extra naturally bright, and the voice begins to carry out from it. Nile Rose, you have indeed forgotten that which you once were. These halls used to be filled with warmth, community, 
mirth and joy, but you've turned your back on that out of fear, out of anger and blame. And now I will use my light to guide you back onto the right path. As a figure steps out of the fireplace, a tall, androgynous, hairless figure wreathed in wings of fire. And from behind them, three orbs of fire, which seem to have wings of their own, spread out through the room. And as they leave a trail behind them of crackling cinders, the floor begins to burn. And we're going to roll initiative. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. Oh. So let's see those sweet, sweet initiative numbers. I got a 19 for Artyom. Staying, staying high. <laughs> An 8 for Crist. An 8, okay. You stole Herbert's roll. Uh, Herbethax rolled a natural 20 on initiative. Ooh. Big whoop, uh, putting me at 21. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Arvid? Seven. And I've, <laughs> I've just remembered Twinsies. that the bad guys need to roll initiative, too. There's I miss having my dice tray. This is so unorganized. This is chaos. <laughs> chaos. So at the top of the initiative, we have Harothax. The spirit of flame and light has emerged from the fireplace, and these almost bird-like crackling ember spirits are causing that part of the mansion to just slowly burn away, lighting everything that they come in contact with. And we're in the real world right now, right? It seems like you've returned to the material plane. Okay, so the actual house is on actual fire near as we can tell? Mm-hmm. This is a problem. I have a thought. Chris, if you have some way of getting water on the floor, you could summon your water weird. That's true. Um, I'm going to begin this combat by casting Bless on the party. Nice. So, you get them all. Yeah. Even uh, Morty? Yeah, I get Morty. I can't get I can't get uh, Nilesy over <laughs> he's, there. He's not built for this. So. Yeah. <laughs> I figured okay. he wouldn't be super useful. So yeah, Herothax will just invoke a blessing and just, you know, be strong. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> Very true. Um, and that, Anybody's fucking guess. <laughs> that brings us to Artyom. Yeah, I probably should have actually uh, planned my turn before anything, but I didn't, and here we are. Well, the house is on fire, but we don't know if they're specifically aggressive outside of having rolled initiative for combat, but that's a meta thing, so Herthax is also not, you know, getting fighting. Is it abundantly clear they intend to do harm? Um, the things, the creatures seem to be causing fire and clawing along things, burning the house down. I would say, are they moving hostily? Kind of, yeah. Okay. They're, they're definitely going against the parameters of the quest to protect the estate. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and go with an oldie but goodie. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to do channel divinity, but I'm worried that some of them might be resistant to light or to radiant damage. Or at least the mm. angel might be. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, you could be dimming them by sucking their light out. <sighs> this does not. This is not useful for me. I am not in a good position to fight fire light boys. <laughs> you don't get a chance to face a lot of radiant enemies, so so they do come up sometimes. You are right. That's um. I'm guessing that even if that fancy winged bad boy has some radiant resistance, I'm thinking the fireballs don't. So I'm going to go ahead and get towards the center of the room, kind of hanging east, and then drop myself a radiance of dawn. All right. Very good. All right, so go ahead and roll me your radiant damage. I believe it's 2d10? Yes, plus cleric level? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's going to be a nice, fat, juicy... What level am I? Six? Uh, six, yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's a 20. Wow. 
So the three creatures made of cinder and smoke and flaming wings do in fact get pushed back a bit by your radiant energy. They also move with a very deft quickness, seeming to kind of steer away from some of it, but they definitely take an impact from the light. Whereas the rest of it seems to fill the room for a moment and then suck into the chest of this glowing radiant spirit, seeming to light up a gem that's just embedded in the, the navel region. But they have all taken at least 10 points of damage for the smaller ones. Cool. So fill the room with light, and then it is snuffed. And then the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action. Oh, wait, I can't cast it. Oh, wait, I didn't you cast can't. a spell. No, a spell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a class ability. Finger guns. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and throw down my uh, spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put it right up against the fire sprite closest to Niles boy. Okay. What's his name? Nailros. 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 Cyrus. You said nails and it, <laughs> Niles and it fucked me up. Um, and then I'm going to say, the big winged bastard is, is probably going to be vulnerable to necrotic. If you have that, use it. All right. Uh, the sunlight chakram appears there in the hall in front of one of the cloaked firebirds, I guess I'll call them. They don't have a specific name. Okay. Uh, they're going to go. So these three creatures are going to kind of float into the air, and each of them is going to release a firebolt. At who, we will see. The one near Artyom is definitely going for Artyom. Yay! That's a miss as you duck out of the way, and there's a small fire now ignited in the rug near your feet. The dark squares on the map are rugs. Gotcha. Just so you don't think they're like giant boxes or something. (laughs) This is the the raised dais for all of us to have our feasts. Uh, That one's going to scooch over and just go for the center, shooting at Arvid. That's another miss. So they're doing super good. And this one begins to fly over to the main figure and just encircle it several times, like creating almost like a ring of fire around it just by flying very quickly. So the figure is going to enclose itself in this ring of fire, shutting its flaming wings and reappear behind the group near the door. Oh, fuck. (laughs) That's less than ideal. And as the wings open up, They seem to shift from like a feathery avian wing into a series of flaming arms coming out of this thing's back. And several of them begin to strike out with not just intense force, but incredible heat. So we're going to get an attack at Morty, at Arvid, and at Hyrothax. I didn't attack with my thing. Oh yeah, you can totally do that. I'm going to just quickly throw in the attack. It missed. Okay. That makes it easy. (laughs) (laughs) So in order, coming in at Morty, we have a hit. Coming in at Arvid, we have a 25. And at Harithax, a 15. 15's my AC. All right. So we're going to take some damage. Arvid, you take 14 fire damage. Jeez. Yeah, a... Harithax, you take 13 fire damage. All right. And Morty takes some as well. <laughs> and the carpet underneath this creature's feet just begins to smolder and slowly immolate. That brings us to Christ. I'm going to twin cast a icy chromatic orb. I'm thinking it might be good to hit the uh, radiant figure and Mm -hmm. the fire thing encircling it. That seems fair. Okay. You have also had a direction thrown to you as a suggestion, but just in case no one remembered the strategy. Yes. Yes. Great. Let's see what happens. No, of course. The ice will create water though, right? Hmm? The ice will create water though, right? Seems like it might. Cool. I need to roll a concentration check for Bless. That's 19 on the die. I'm fine. All right. Uh, and Bless oh. is a D4. Two attacks and saving throws. It's a it's a D4? Right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. So I, I have to make a ranged attack. That is right. Okay. Two of them. Oh, you're twinning it? Yes, I am twinning it. Awesome. So uh, that is a 15 at the uh, fire thingy. 
It's 15 plus whatever your bonus is. Oh, yeah, plus my bonus, which is my spell attack, right? Yep. So that's 22. That hits. 15 would not have. Okay. <laughs> that's an important distinction yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the other thing, that will not hit at a total of 10. Yeah, the second one does, in fact, go wide. Um, but let's see that beautiful ice damage against the main target. All right, that is 3d8s. Show me. Actually, sorry, I'm going to use a bit of luck to re-roll that d20. Okay. Certainly. Yeah, on the second attack. Yeah. Uh, that definitely hits. I rolled a 14, awesome. so 14, 7, plus 1. Yeah. All right, so just roll me the damage once, and we'll apply it to each target. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's an 11. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, and I have to use three sorcery, two sorcery points. One. For the twin casting, yes. yes. So as this crackling ball of ice shoots out from the palm of your glowing hand, it strikes against the flaming arms, and you do in fact see some of the shrapnel of ice stri- strike into this creature and draw what seems like this almost glowing blood. But the rest of it immediately like melts in the air as a pool begins to form, and you hear the snuffing of the burning carpet under their feet. Uh, and the one behind it that's kind of fluttering around, moving quickly, gets struck right dead on by the ice ball, and it just erupts in the air and explodes in steam, just pshh. What? That's amazing. Well, thankfully, it took a fair bit of damage from the Radiance of Dawn, so it did not have a lot of health left. Fascinating. And now there is a very wet carpet under everyone's feet. That will bring us to Arvid, the boy, the lad. I am the lad. It is I. Am I still wild shape that lasts for one hour? And am I still on long strider that lasts for one hour? Long strider, yes. Um, The wild shape was just a manifestation of the spirit form, so it didn't take any wild shape from you. Ah. I'm not going to shape yet, though, because it seems like we'll have more battles. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I'm right next to the, yeah. the big You're scary nearly toe-to-toe to big flaming armed angel. I'm imagining it to look like, what's that lady who looks like David Bowie? Oh, yeah. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. I'm imagining it's Tilda Swinton. You said androgynous and bald mm-hmm. or something. Oh, I love it. I love that. That's well, basically what I'm seeing. Now we have a celebrity's face to put on this monster. <laughs> <laughs> and will you roll to attack? I shall. Tilda. I don't... I don't think I'm in a rage yet either because it seems like people are able to hit it. it seems All like right. Are you are using able. parody? Yes. I should use the dark side. The dark side. The roll came out to a total of 12. That is unfortunately a miss against Swinton. <laughs> um, the good news is you have two attacks because you're a high level barbarian, so you can swing again. Oh, that's sweet. Did we just level? No, we've been doing that for a bit. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, that was a 20 on the die plus a what? three. What? Apparently Christmas is fucking Arvid's time of the year. Because <laughs> you are just destroying right now. I have to call it Arvidmas instead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So with uh, basic arithmetic in the numbers, it comes out to 30 for the roll. <laughs> we don't need since it's a 20. So what is the normal damage I'll have listed on parody on green there? Doop, doop, doop. It's a uh, 1d10 plus mm-hmm. 1d4 plus 4. Okay, so roll me those dice twice and then add the 4. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's nine. Yep, and then add the same dice again. Six. Fifteen total. Plus four is nineteen damage. Nineteen. Arvid, it does have two weapon mastery, which means when you score a critical, you get an extra free swing. <laughs> Are you oh, serious? Shit. That's crazy. Wow. I told I'm you it's a good really feat, so you yeah. need to roll to hit again, but you still get bless. Okay. Does the necrotic demo? Uh The necrotic is noted. I took the list of the die. Okay, uh, 14 total. 14 does not connect. So after you 
swing wide once it kind of steps back and the second one carves one of the flaming arms off of its wings landing on the ground and sizzling out in the wet carpet and it looks down at you and just catches parody in its hand as you swing it a third time with incredible speed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he's gonna tell morty to go help with that middle firebird of course (laughs) <laughs> just get a mouthful of fire it's not a smart thing for a dog to do but he's gonna do it because he's a good boy yeah. uh, it's not adjacent to anyone so he doesn't have advantage but that's still a hit morty gets a big chomp and he's gonna take some damage because he's biting fire um but he don't care he does finish it off so you see him leap into the air and close his teeth around the body of this kind of flaming creature and it snuffs out and you see his mouth is like full of these horrible burns and cinders and he's sort of like wagging his tail as smoke pours out of his mouth like (laughs) and that brings us to harithax's turn okay i'm not gonna move because this thing hit me with an attack already Mm -hmm. so harithax is just gonna target the last uh firebird thing with a toll the dead and it needs to make a wisdom saving throw wisdom save thank you well, that's not bad. Um, that is a 16. Ah, uh, it's 16. It passes. All right. So this creature closes its wings around it and seems to ignore the effects of your cantrip. All right. Do I have any bonus actions that I can take? Not really. Shillelagh? <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I'll shillelagh my quarterstaff. Why not? Okay. And the staff of the witness begins to be entangled with glowing white roots. Uh, Artyom, you are next. And so you didn't take out that firebird? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay, it, cool. it passed its save. Question. Mm-hmm. The spear, that's a five foot range, not ten? Correct. Okay, just checking. Okay, this is a tricky spot because I am like halfway between some things. That's true. How is the firebird looking? They all seem to be dissipated in their fiery energy. They're moving a little bit more weakly after the radiance of dawn struck them. Gotcha. The other ones seem to go down without much effort. I'm going to come right up on that boy uh-huh first i'm gonna go ahead and take my pink prick out and shoot at the extra fire boy i love hearing you say that it will <laughs> it will never not be funny <laughs> it's a good name for a crossbow what am i doing crossbow. i was saying pink prick. Oh, fucking, jesus uh that's a 18 oh yeah very okay. much so so that is d6 i believe mm-hmm. plus dex spot. okay fucking four four total is not quite enough to finish off this bird um, as the bolt flies through it, you see it leaves a hole, but the bolt itself is just immolated and turns to ash as it passes through. But this thing is now kind of limping and hobbling in the air. And then I guess I could move up and try to hit it with my rapier, or I could use my spiritual... I'm going to use a spiritual weapon. I'm going to take the spiritual weapon, and I'm going to move that up on Tilda Swinton, and just give her what for. Because that is not radiant damage. It is force damage. Swing away. Not good. Fucking Jesus. You have bless. Yeah, it's not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> even at I that. can't see the die from here. So that's seven plus six. So no. Unfortunately, not quite enough. Uh, so another one of the hands just kind of bats the shocker. I'm leaving it spinning in the air just slightly. I should have killed the firebird. Well, you definitely dealt it some damage and that will bring us back to their turn. So they are going to lash out with their hands at everyone nearby. So I'm going to have Hyrothax and Arvid roll me dexterity saving throws as they just unleash this fire from their remaining hands. 12. 16. Okay, so I'm going to roll some damage, and Harithax will take half of it. Uh, 15 fire damage, halved to 7 for Harithax. And the arms seem to fold back and shift back into wings, leaving one of them slightly smaller than the other. I fail my uh, concentration check. I only roll a 9, so bless fades. Yeah. Ooh, that's it. Do I get bless on my save? Yes, you do. I pass it then, because it's a DC 10, and I rolled (laughs) 9. 
right. Minimum so somehow Bless manages to keep Bless going. Yes, that's awesome. It's self-sustaining. <laughs> yeah, because it's a saving throw. Their wings go back. The other flaming bird seems to dissipate and fade back into the fire. And they look down at you saying, Nile Rose, you've made strong alliances this evening. But do not forget the threat. Do not forget the heat of the fire so close to your home. And how the lives that it consumed are not yet repaired. Think of what you can do. And they fade away into a very soft light, leaving behind an incredibly comfortable hearth-like warmth here in the main hall. And Nilros looks to you and says, I'm not going to survive the night, am I? I think that's up to you. Well, Kip, I've crunched some of the numbers, and it would seem to me that we're dealing with a yellow-level haunt here with a strong degree of extraplanar influence. Mortal Dawn may be in a fair bit of danger, and I worry for the nearby citizens of the town. Yellow level? Well, how do you classify a haunt? Well, I'm glad you asked, Kip. Using Tyanor's necromantic law of spiritual malinfluence, you can estimate the threat or power level using the number of potential lost souls uh, due to varying categories of tragedy and their proximity, the potency of the veil based on the phases of the moon, global location, the number of living entities with memories, fears, or trauma regarding the incident or incidents uh, resulting in the haunt, and of course the focal point, uh, usually a person or a place. Maybe spooky dark magic, but doesn't mean we can't analyze it with some good science. That sounds complicated and fascinating. To say the least, yes. Nothing below a green level threat can harm you, or just scare you quite a bit. But a yellow can easily take your life. They're usually a bit more confusing and emotional than just, Oh, I've been wronged. Boo, you're dead. But a threat to be sure. Well, folks, if you're joining us tonight, I hope you're snuggled up with your family on this spirit's rest. It's a cold one out there in most of Mackinac, and we want to thank you for tuning in. We have a lot of fun here and watch a lot of strong heroes slay monsters regularly, but at the end of the day, we're just happy to help keep Mackinac a safer place and get the greatest entertainment imaginable along the way. Blessings of Spirit's Rest from the Nexus Enterprise. Now, let's unwrap some ads from this week's sponsors. New from the makers of Slay Robics, it's Rather Size. Harness your inner burning rage and watch the calories just melt away. Okay, and step, and step. We're moving, we're charging. There's no retreat. Swords up, and down, and up, and down, okay. These easy to follow scrying discs come in a three part set for just 10 easy payments of 15 drafts. Now with your bare hands, people, grip, the neck and twist and twist feel the light slip away from your foe now cool down and breathe and think think about the wake of destruction that you've left in your path the families of those that you've robbed of their loved ones and breathe and breathe now twist and rend hold that head up high be washed in the blood of your enemies now with an extra bonus disc of advanced two-handed rather-sized techniques. Okay, people. Hand over hand. Feel the swing. Pivot from your hips. Lead with your main hand. Brace with your offhand. Spin and spin. And we're wading through their entrails. Keep the momentum, people. That's called a cleave. Order now for your three-disc set of rather-size with bonus two-handed training disc. Work out your body while working out your issues with Rather Size.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey there, all you cuties. Did you miss these dulcet tones? Because I am back from freaking Japan. How's it going, everybody? Woo! Woo! I am sorry that now you'll have to go back to listening to my obnoxious kind of like pseudo-improvised mid-rolls instead of Law's crisp, beautiful-sounding professional ones, but that's just how it is, so I'm sorry that everything sucks for you. Also, side note, I can't help but notice that while I was in Japan, we managed to get two new legendaries, which I can't even express my love. So first off, let me thank Jeff Ammons, Dave Mladenov, Isaac Davies, Jack Phillips, super cool, uh, Christian Weissman, and Zan Cam. You guys are unbelievably awesome. And we've got our new sponsor rolling out with Level Up Dice. If you guys want to support us or if you guys just want some super sick, freaking awesome, fancy luxury dice, go to bit.ly forward slash L-U-D as in dog. That is the mortal dog. Um, slapdash Studios. That's bit.ly forward slash L-U-D Slapdash Studios. Sorry for the incredibly long URL. We are going to be getting a tighter one soon. But every time you click that, every time you buy something after clicking that, we get some fat bonuses. And quite frankly, we could use them. So please give it a click at the very least. And we would dramatically appreciate it. You can find that link in the episode description in case my voice and rapid talking has in some way effed that up for you. More on the note of the legendary teams, we might be modifying the way we do them since we've gotten so friggin' many now. Um, we're considering and kind of kicking around the idea of having a contest to give every group of four legendary members a proper LUQ team name, possibly to be included in the universe. And we're just playing around with the idea. So if you like this idea, go ahead and shoot us a tweet at slap the dash or shoot us some kind of answer in discord. I don't know. Just just reach out because we're liking the concept, but it does depend on what the fans want and what the legendary team wants. So get back to us, folks. That being said, there is a big thanks I want to give out. Tori and Law are unbelievable. The entire time I was gone, they were sitting there on point, doing the editing, doing the posting and everything, especially Law, who's just been just taking on all the responsibilities and basically just running the entire show. He's the engine for Slapdash Studios, and I can't thank him enough. He's, he's just he's just a freaking he's a freaking wizard. He's a he's a god he's a god's damned wizard. So thank you, Law. Thank you, Tori. Thank you, everybody. Tune in to Late Night Nexus on Spirit Rest for a spooky monster movie marathon with such great B-titles as Beholder, Barely Newer, Uh-oh, My Sex Couch is a Mimic, Return of the Min-Maxes, Lich Please, Weekend at Barnaxes, Zombies Ate My Kobolds, The Babysitter's a Cloaker, Dinner with a Side of Swads, Chul Story Bro, and Surf Party Bikini Beach Elder Brain Boogie Part 3. Huddle up close with the family and pray that the lost spirits don't claim your souls. Happy holidays from Nexus. Mortal Dawn stands in the smoldering, wet main hall of Nilros Manor as the spirit of luminous history just dissipated, leaving behind the first of the trials for the evening. Lord Nilros is in a panic, being convinced that he might survive the night if he looks within. But there's a strange noise coming from upstairs, 
a kind of distant music and the booming of large feet moving about. And Nilros looks up and says, I have, I have no visitors, no music. I think you can safely guess what that is then. I don't think I could if I tried. Well, let's go take a look, shall we? And I'll just kind of put my hand on the small of his back. <laughs> Gulps very loudly. And he picks up off the uh, mantle near him just like a candle in a little metal tray to light the way. Is it starting to get darker in here? So the fire is extinguished. As we start going up the stairs, I'm going to look at Hardex. You know more about these spiritual things than I do. Yes. What the... What are we looking at here? Mm, typically for spirits rest, you have to put yeah, the ghosts, the skeletons in your closet, perhaps. To rest, atone for your misdeeds. I am surprised the previous spirit allowed us to complete the trial with no help. I turn and look pointedly at Niall Rose. He gulps again. What could I have done to get such a beast? Put even the single wreath on the single door. Should I? Should I go? It's too late for that now. <sighs> Let's let you do the, the talking with this next one, perhaps. Consider that even a single act is enough. That sometimes just one act of kindness makes a difference. I pick up his uh, pastry as we go upstairs and I hand it to him. And he just kind of holds it in his sweaty palm, staring down at it nervously. Oh, so good. Yeah, you're like, so even good. a single act. And I was like, bestow. <laughs> um, and as you carefully tread up the stairs, you enter not the strange second floor that you approached before. There's no bedroom doors. There's no hallway. You step into a massive feasting hall. There are tables loaded up with stacks and stacks of delicious, glistening meats and bowls of stews, freshly baked bread and ripe fruit. And there is a very strong percussion music and soft strings that fill the air coming from an unseen source. And at the head of the feasting hall is a very large table dwarfing the other ones. And at it, there is a figure, lumbering, giant, wide-shouldered, rotund stomach figure, sitting atop the table, having moved all of the plates and cups away, gulping at a massive drinking horn with a long beard that looks like it's made of starlight and glistening blue and white robes that hang down to his feet. His skin is almost a snowy, icy blue, and he has big, warm, welcoming eyes that light up as he sees some people enter the room. And he quaffs the last of the beer from the horn and sets it down. Says, ah, welcome. Welcome to my hall. Arvid looks over at the feast table and says, is it worms again? <laughs> I have uh, you look over at me and I've got my eyes, my hands covering my eyes as I'm just looking at the ground. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and Morty's just vibrating, just <laughs> looking up at Arvid constantly, just like waiting for some kind of approval and says, step forward, friends, step forward. I, I help uh, Artyom push <laughs> Lord Nile Rose forward. I am the spirit of contemporary hospitality. <laughs> I am the embodiment of sharing feasts and celebration with our neighbors and our friends. Have a seat at my table. If we eat it, is anything bad going to happen? Mm, we won't eat it just yet. First, I wish to know more about these strange visitors in my hall. Look how different you are, all from different corners of the land. Some from underneath. How fantastic. The spirit looks down at you with a warm smile and says, There's an old spirit rest tradition where we tell tales of who we are and what we care about in the form of poems. There's an old spirit's rest poem, and perhaps the four of you, strangers to me, people that I wish to learn about, could write your own verse, as is the tradition. So the huge spirit looks down to all of you and says, Come, let us unite, and each tell one verse of the poem from our perspective, 
and I have made everyone here improvise a quick poem on the spot, and we'll see how that goes. I will read you in. When snow falls white and crimson light guide spirits to their rest, we gather round each home and town to praise what we love best. The children play, and all do pray, to honor mother's mothers, and bows make fled our glorious dead, that our lives might not be smothered. Renowned to rags, by treacherous hags, a savior falsely branded, a child slain they'd falsely claim, departing empty-handed. Live a life of endless love, unblemished, loud, and freed. Turn around, dread darkness bound, be him to those in need. In darkness cold, and caverns old, a child dreamt of fire. In sun's warm light, a man will fight, cast villains on the pyre. Nice. And the spirit looks to Nilros, who's kind of wringing his hands nervously. He says, oh, <clears throat> I see. Uh, to be alone is calm and safe. To keep the world at bay. And looking down at his hand, he says, but maybe if we share a gift... We'll find another way. <laughs> and the spirit puts his hand on his belly in a kind of a warm gesture and says, Each year we learn to love and grow around the hearth and feast and learn again to face with strength the things that we love least. Thank you for joining me in this song of spirit's rest. And soon I will invite you to my feast. But first, he says, standing up, stretching his shoulders, we must work up an appetite and reaches behind the table and pulls out a massive two-handed sword twinkling with starlight. <sighs> what? <laughs> and he begins to swing it as we roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we get for initiatives? Let's start with Artyom. I got me a fat 19 again. Wow. Geez. Very consistent. How about Christ? 20. Fuck y'all. Um, how about Harithax? Harithax <laughs> uh, is rocking the big old five. Nice. Finally. Arvid? 14. 14. And the spirit of contemporary hospitality is between Harithax and Arvid. And they seem ready to fucking throw down. They are almost mid-swing shouting, Let's see how long you last. <laughs> <laughs> Starting us off, we have Christ. Uh, I want to toss out a frost bolt. Frost right. bolt. What's the saving throw? That is a constitution. All right. I got a natural 20. Well, Ooh. no. I'm going to use my last bit of luck on that. Hey, you can do that. I got a 16. Oh, I think my DC is 15. <laughs> Damn. Well. It's got a plus five con. Uh, so you hold out your hand and this crackling cold energy kind of flows up towards him. And with his chest inflated, he just goes... And blows it away. <laughs> Dang. Brutality. And that brings us to Artyom. Yeah, it does. I'm going to go ahead and just unload on this fucker with a scorching ray. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wait, am I? Is that what I'm going to do? Mm. Oh boy, because I could alternatively... Seemed really confident about it, though. Yeah, I'm going to do a scorching ray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap him in the, in the nads with my <clears throat> hot, hot, steamy boys. Okay. Um, Three of them, right? Yep. Three boys. That's a 16 plus six, I think. Seven. That hits. Uh, then we got another one. That's a 14 plus six or seven. That hits. Which? I think it's seven. And then we got a 17. Yeah, they all hit. Awesome. Possum. Uh, what? 2d6 per. Per. Yeah. per. Straight up. Six, nine, and eight. 
So that's 23. Mm-hmm. And three just scolding hot beams of energy strike into his chest, and he looks down, smiling with a big grin, seeming very pleased by this show of force. Do you want to move at all? Or? I'm going to take a step back or two. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move two, three steps back. All right. As you step back, you see he has these long flowing robes that go all the way down to his feet. One side of it flips open, and this little strange twisted child with like puffy white skin and sharp teeth and claws comes dashing out of it to make a quick attack and then vanishing back underneath his robes. Uh, I'm not in range. I was a full square away from him. He has a very large reach being a big, big boy. Well, okay. I thought I thought attacks of opportunity required adjacency, but whatever. No, it's within your weapon's reach. Oh, okay. Or if you have a special ability like this one. Uh, warding flare. Okay. Is this coming in at disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the lowest of the two is a 14. That's a miss. All right. So <laughs> I'm like, how did I even have to think about that? I'm crazy. <laughs> so the creature comes out and it rakes its sharp little claws against your chain armor or your new magical coat and it vanishes away underneath the shadowiness. And when you see just for like a minute inside of his robes, it's just like this astral space. Cool. Uh, that brings us to Arvid. Okay, so Arvid is going to rage. Yeah. Going to rage as he does. There's like stepping up. It's like a bunch of benches, right? Like a hall. Yeah, there's hall. tables and stuff on all sides. Okay, one foot on the bench, one foot on the table does his swing. Nice. And this is the swing. I'm going uh, reckless. Very good. Awesome. Ah, okay. That's a, I believe that's a 28. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Safe to say that connects. Smash. That's why I'm surprised. Like, that's a huge attack bonus. Mm -hmm. You're a barbarian, yo. (laughs) Um, You're supposed to lay down that sick fire. Honestly, I don't usually play campaigns long enough to get to, like, what are we, level seven? That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Honestly, that's (laughs) one of my favorite things about doing this is it's one of the longest campaigns I've ever gotten to play in. It's Mm -hmm. routinely a good fucking game. And I get to do fun podcast shit. Mm -hmm. And do you want to roll again to hit or keep going with damage first? Um... Oh, yeah, I'll roll again to hit. That okay. sounds good. Yeah, you get your two attacks, so. Still, uh... Right. This one, um... Not? I can re-roll. Yeah, uh, just roll once, because he's going to use one of his other abilities for the turn to negate your reckless by giving you disadvantage. So it's just a straight roll. Okay. What's that ability? We will see. That's not great. That's a 12. All right, so, manifesting the other hidden child beneath his robes he uses it to go out and in part disadvantages it runs out and like body checks you and then vanishes back underneath the ropes but the first one did connect so roll me that damage um we're using the dark side of the axe (laughs) spank him rightly (laughs) that's just uh seven plus the four Mm -hmm. got it and plus two oh yeah you're raging Mm -hmm. okay 13 taken in stride as you leave a huge gash in the side of him and you see the clothes and the skin begin to close up. Mm-hmm. Um, Nile Rose is going to just dive under the nearest table, like almost <laughs> pushing Chris out of the way and just toppling underneath it. He seems to be cradling something in his hands as he dives underneath. You're doing that thing again where you're not helping. <laughs> I am no warrior. Uh, and then the spirit of contemporary hospitality will give you the gift of heavy damage. <laughs> <laughs> Did Morty forget to attack on Arvid's turn? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Morty's, um, you know, distracted by food or something. So he's going to step up and he's going to make his three random swings, which make a little bit of sense because they're the two people that managed to hurt him this turn. He's got two swings coming in at Arvid and one at RTM. Warding flare. All right. I think you're the same turn, so you only have one reaction per turn. Oh, dumb. Okay. Yeah. 
He is also out of his abilities per turn. Um, so the first one's coming in at you. Don't. Uh, that is going to be a miss. Woo! <laughs> Bonus. It works. As you can feel the force of the blade swinging over you like your hair gets flung back and you can tell like the impact would be intense. Uh, and then he whips around and turning toe to toe with what seems to be the brawliest of you um, takes two swings at Arvid. Ooh. Brawly's power level is maximum. One of them's a critical and Ooh. the other one is a 19. I might go down. Good thing you're raging. Yeah. Somehow he cocked a d6. No one knows how, but it happened. <laughs> uh, so the first one, I'm having this initially. So you take 11 damage from the first one. That's in that, half. That, that is half. That's yes. 22 damage. <laughs> you can deal 22 damage on a crit. I'm glad I didn't take that hit. Yeah. <laughs> and you take 16 from the critical, which is also halved. 27? Yeah, I'm at negative 2. All right, so you see Arvid get knocked back, flinging five feet away, landing unconscious on his back. Cool. In response to that, Morty jumps up and attempts to bite this thing's arm. And in response to Arvid getting knocked away, you see Morty leap into the air and attempt to grab this thing's arm as it's swinging its sword around. And it does, in fact, connect. Thankfully, it has advantage because of its pack tactics. And he's going to deal this thing. A good little chunk actually rolled really shitty on the dice. Rolled, um, rolled snake eyes. Snake eyes. Uh, but he is clinging on as big pups do and just kind of being swung around with the momentum of this thing's huge arms. And that brings us to Harathax. As this spirit is just laughing and swinging his blade in an arc to the music. Harathax is just going to take a step to the side and place a hand on Arvid's chest and cast Spare the Dying. Okay. To stabilize you, no death saves. And then Haruthax is going to look up, and my eyes are going to sort of blaze with uh, green energy, and I cast Shillelagh on my staff. Okay. Bonus action. So once again, the roots around it, and Arvid, you feel air fill your lungs as you stop being in the dying state and are now at the unconscious state. Excellent. Which is very good, because uh, any attack on you could just kill you straight out. Yay. Just so you know. Um, and that will bring us to Christ. Lord Nero's, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you hiding? So I don't get killed. What, what is that in your hand? What are you doing? And you look and you get a glimpse of him holding this little baked good. Uh, He's just trying to protect it as he dived under the table. Oh, you're protecting it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, what do I do? Mm. Chris is royally pissed. And he wants to protect Nail Rose and all of his friends. So he's going to reverberate with that music. And it's echoing hard. After reverberating, he locks eyes with the spirit of hospitality and begins screaming higher and higher and higher to the point that only Morty can hear. Oh, boy. Little guy. And uh, unleashes a full on bind of the baneful max powered shatter. Ooh, very and, good. And to make sure that everybody knows, I, I'm also using subtle spell in case this guy has any weird stuff. So that's why it's going extra high. Got it. So you're in the, the upper frequency. So it's like, oh, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I rolled shit on my saving throw. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, that's so amazing. Every single glass on all of the feasting tables explodes, mm. shooting shrapnel everywhere. So I can I use both the smite and the normal? It's one or the other. Okay, so I'm definitely using the smite, increasing it by 3d8. And I'm casting it at the highest level I have, which is third level. That's fine. So just getting really showy. Yeah, so that's going to be a total of uh, Lots. Eight, 8d8. <laughs> uh, but uh, save three of them for last and take that much damage. Okay. 
So that's plus 11. So that's 11 damage to me and 11 extra damage uh, from the bind. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you have five more coming from the spell itself. Awesome. Please be good. That is a seven, a seven, a seven, and two fours. <laughs> oh my goodness. 21, 25. 28, I believe. 29, I believe. Okay. So that's a solid 40 thunder damage to the spirit of contemporary oh, oh. hospitality. Yeah, plus the four. Oh, because you're from, reverberating. From reverberating. So you shatter all the glass in the room and seem to like absorb the music and turn it into this weird, silent, shattering energy, dealing him a huge 44 thunder damage. He's like gritting his teeth and smiling at the pain. Uh, that will bring us to Artyom. I am just going to go all out here. I'm going to drop a fireball just out of range of the other boys, but enough to get him. Okay. So you're like kind of cresting his back. Yeah. Kind of just drop it right on his ass. Well, actually, what's the reach on that? Uh, It's a 20 foot radius. So a 40 foot round circle. How tall is this guy? Uh, He's probably like 18 feet tall. So if I dropped it on his head, it wouldn't reach them, would it? It would hit the floor. The ceiling in here is... Uh, okay. Yeah. Damn. If you could, if you could go through the ceiling and it was like open sky, absolutely. But in here, you'd you'd hit your buddies. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, cool. Well, then I will just drop it right on his back area. Okay. What's the rules on these bad boys? Uh, he makes a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And then he take you roll the damage regardless, and either takes half or full. Sure. Uh, Dex is not his strong suit, but that is a fourteen, which I don't know if that makes it. He has a minus one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think your DC is fifteen. Uh, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, all right. So that's how many dice? Six, eight D six. Eight fucking Lord. So that's nine, uh, 15, uh, 25, uh, 29 and 36. Nice. Hey, okay. wow. Dishing it up as the feasting table behind him just emulates and all the food on it gets completely scorched. <laughs> no, the food! <laughs> the tapestries are now burning behind him. And you see from the back, like his hair is like singed and smoking and his eyes are kind of wide in surprise. And he kind of looks to Artyom with a confused grin. <laughs> this um, guy's freaking me out. <laughs> that brings us to Arvid, who is unconscious, unfortunately. But you, the good news is I'd normally say make a death saving throw now, but you don't have to because you've been stabilized. Thank you. Which means he will go once more before Harothax's turn. I was tempted to wake your Morty. ass up. Yeah, Morty's, yeah. Morty's just going to continue chomping on his arm. Chomp, chomp, chomp. That's good. More damage on this mountain. Actually, pretty good damage for Morty that time. Mm. As he's, like, eyeing over at Arvid's corpse, like, panicking. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know about death and stuff. He's just a pope. (laughs) He's learning a lesson on spirit's rest. Um, (laughs) So, on his turn, uh, he's just going to wail on the three of you right in front of him. So, one attack on each of the standing players being Christ and Artyom and Tyrathax. Ignoring the dog attached to his shoulder. Warding flare. Warding flare. Very good. (laughs) So this one's a disadvantage on Artyom. Uh, they're both 15 on the die. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so that is a solid 24 to hit. Tiny d6. Uh, 21 damage. Wait, I thought he missed. They're both 15 on the die. So he has a t- 24 to hit. Oh, fucking what? Ooh. Jesus. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not positive that hits me, though. Uh, 24. Oh, it does. It does. Sorry, I was thinking. That's okay. Fuck. I, I'm surprised as you. Uh, so yeah, 21 points of piercing damage or slashing damage. What a knob. From a big sword. This one's coming in at Christ. <gasps> I rolled not great, so we're coming at you with a 14. Uh, it has. I have to have more AC than this, right? I'm sorry? I have to have more AC for it to miss, right? Yeah. Not equal. It's yes, meet, yes. Meet or beat. What's your AC? My AC is 14. So, so that it, hits. So I'm going to shield. Got it. Very good. So your shield does, in fact, absorb the blow and then just explode, which stops it from hitting you. And then the last one's coming in at Harithax. And this is all kind of like one big swing that's going from one to the next. 
And Jeez. coming in at Harithax with another 24. Uh, that will hit. I'm going to Hellish Rebuke him. Make a deck save. <laughs> nice. And Dex is not his strong suit. We've learned that the hard way. Uh, so you're going to take me a total of 19 slashing damage. Okay. And with a deck save, I got a four. Cool. So he's going to take 4d10. Do we decide my Hellish Rebuke is necrotic, right? I think we flavored it that All way. All right. Now. You said 19? Four, ten, nine. So nineteen, twenty-three. Jesus, twenty-five Christ. points of necrotic damage from the hellish rebuke. Ooh. It's kind of fun to sometimes see how much you guys can do when you just really dump it all in. Yeah, it makes me feel really fun. good. It's like I, I, I went down and you guys are, you know, avenging me. Yeah. Well, and also you scored a crit before you dropped, which is yeah. Nice. I hit him really hard. And then or no, there was the other really one, hard. but you've been rolling a lot of twenties. Yeah. Uh, so with that, he takes the fire in his face and buries his sword down into the table. It says, "Oh." Ah, now I'm hungry. Well done, all. And he snaps his fingers, and all of the damage to the glasses and the burnt food just repairs itself. And the food is now once again fresh and new. And you see him pick Arvid up and kind of pat him off. And as he picks you up, you feel the life getting, like, patted back into you as he dusts off your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Hungry? Um, yeah. Are, Are we dead? Is this, <laughs> not yet. No. Is this the, the halls of the afterlife? I... Death does not save you. Get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> now is not the time for work, but sitting and feasting with me. Fill your bellies. Regain your strength. I look at his belly. I look at him. That sounds like it's going to be work. <laughs> as he, he pats it. And you see him like grab a plate of food and just drop it. And as it falls, these two creatures like come out and grab the food and like shuffle back underneath his robes. And you hear like a munching sound. That's the most disturbing kind of eating I've ever seen in my entire life. But, but that's a hand. lot coming from you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you see now Rose like emerge from the table with a broken glass. And he's like, have at you. And then, <laughs> oh, and it repairs itself. And he sets it down and just kind of puts his hands behind his back. <clears throat> Very good then. Uh, sits down and grabs a cup of something and just sips it awkwardly. Says, hmm. Oh my, that's very good. Lord Nile Rose, how's your pastry? He looks down and says, I I suppose I'll have dessert first. And you see him carefully munching at it. He's like, not, <coughs> not bad. <laughs> just nibbling away. I, uh, actually, like, before he takes a bite, I'm just going to go ahead and... I'm going to do thaumaturgy and make it taste good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... It definitely helps a bit. Yeah. He says... Better than it looks. Better than it looks. <laughs> Rest your feet, sheathe your blades, and fill yourselves. You still have much to do tonight, but now I am confident. With the spirits inside of you and the strength in your bodies, you are ready. And as you consume this feast, which is delicious, and whenever you grab for something, it just seems to refill itself, including the drinks, <gasps> uh, you benefit from the effects of a full rest. Nice. Yeah. But before you leave this feasting hall, a warning. My... Siblings are very strange and cruel. I am much kinder than they are in my challenges and my requests. Some have a fiery passion, but some are truly dark and terrifying. Your last challenge on this eve of spirit's rest will be the most dangerous. Well, viewers, that wraps up yet another Illithar. What are you doing? We talked about this. The outro is my thing. Oh, come now, Kip. Don't you think the audience has grown tired of the same old intro and outro every single episode? Like you said, let's spice it up a bit. Yeah, but I have a contract. Oh, relax, Killigan. Get a load of this. Altarius Fox Reverber. 
Join us next time as we follow the Mortal Dawn further along into the trials of their Spirit's Rest Supernatural Challenge, as well as highlights from other teams, League news, and the charming personalities of myself. And Kip, fear not, yet count the moments, for we will return soon for more of the one and only League of Ultimate Questing. Fucking Ooh. radical. Yeah, uh, don't take your headsets off. Oh, that's right. We, we gotta do our read off. Lucky he ended that combat for my turn because he was about to take another 2d8 damage. Well, I wanted everyone to get to but then you got to do a sick hellish rebuke. Yeah, so it's, it's my highest damage one. spell. I like, I like just kind of unloading a bit. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's mm -hmm. refreshing. I like coming close to the, the end of my... My life. Mortal coil. Mortal coil. <laughs> I, like, I like that you of all people got brought down immediately, and then it's just like, all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the most survivable character in the party. <laughs> <laughs> you um, got crit. Hey, everybody. Gonna introduce the players. My name is Sam, and I'm playing Arvid, who nearly died today. I'm playing Haruthex. My name is Michael. Uh, I am Elante, and I play Christ, a.k.a. Mariah Carey. <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, this, I mean, this, that note that just yeah, goes so high that it shatters oh, things. Oh, and the showboating, it. too. Like, you just can't <laughs> showboat that much. And really nice ass in jeans. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. <laughs> I, I am Zach. I play uh, Artyom Volkov. I am also the technical director, producer, and sometimes partial editor person. Uh, in addition to the editing, I would like to mention uh, Tori uh, Christensen for being no, a fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic editor taking care of this for us uh much appreciated and my name is law i am the dungeon master of the league of ultimate questing and the tech did not nope that's not right it's inaccurate <laughs> that's not what i do at all i am the creative director of slapdash studios thanks for joining us for another fun episode of the league of ultimate questing um i didn't really have much of a choice <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of our show and you want to see us keep growing please take a moment to share it with some of your friends and boost us on social media it's the best way to get the word out and every new listener brings joy to our hearts mm, that's uh, true on the spirits rest yes. <laughs> on the spirits rest new episodes of the LUQ go live on Mondays and then as far as how to get at us uh, you can go to our website at slap-studios.com to get links to the rest of the uh, places you can find us like uh, Twitter, Instagram mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, ba -ba -ba. we also uh, share our weekly bonus content and lots of great D&D &D memes this is the best place to go to interact with us come to our social media accounts come. drown yourself in our content mm -hmm. come to us <laughs> and then uh you know if you this holiday season find that you don't really have anybody to uh give gifts to you can always donate to our podcast on our patreon uh <laughs> and and that'll that'll help you uh, really feel the season you know giving <laughs> yeah. that was so touching i ran into my microphone <laughs> i love it we would uh, also appreciate it very much don't feel compelled to <laughs> yeah i'm just saying you know if you want to feel like santa claus like you <gasps> yeah um or whatever non-denominational saint saint crothus Crofus. That was it? Crofus. Crofus. I wrote Crofus. That was not right. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> That's the Corvair Sword's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Crofus. <laughs> <laughs> Distant relations to, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, fuck. 
uh, Mantis the Freshmaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alctoids. Alctoids. Mantos. Mantos the Freshmaker. Okay. And then lastly... Um, we have another gaming podcast called D20 Questions, where Zach and Law interview people in the gaming world. Um, we, we don't even get that drunk. Just kind of drunk. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Wink. Um, yeah, that's all the notes there. Um, we love all you LU cuties, and I hope your holiday season is cherishable, warm. Very cherished. Cherishable is great. All right. Good night. <laughs> we wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> Nice.